Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Thank you again for joining me. Honestly, I know I say the same thing every week, but I do mean it every week. Thank you all who come every week to join me. Thank you to the newbies who are here. Uh, we're talking this. We're talking conversations. We're doing this thing that is going against the grain. The current model is offer an opinion, do it in a short form or written. It's like, nah, not keen on that. I don't think that's what we did whilst around the bonfire. I don't think that's what we did. I think we talked about things. I think we struggled with things. I think the solution was we did it maybe over days. And now we're in this kind of results-driven world where I don't know what happens. We feel like we've got the answer, but there is no answer. That's the truth, I think. There's no answer. There's just all of these different ways that we interact. So anyway, that's what the podcast is. And, and I thought, what better way to kind of ponder all this stuff than talking to people who have thought deeply about it. And, you know, that's what Please Blow My Mind represents. So thank you for joining me for another week. This episode is brought to us by floatculture.co.nz. If you haven't had a float yet... I think it's something I'd highly recommend it it's one of those things that you don't need to have any prior knowledge of you just need to simply get in the float tank and float it's like millions of years of evolution has got your back you know if you take away the pictures if you take away the sound something else takes over I'm certainly not brave enough to say what that something else is but it's something else it's the ultimate safe space so your mind just gets to relax, your body gets to relax, even like breaking it down. So not having gravity as an obstacle. Wicked. Other things can spark to life and, and recharge and energize. And I just think it's something that every human should do because every human does do it in the womb. And then for some reason we get into this thing where we're up and running and doing and even more so in this world. The world never turns off 24-7. You know, we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. you got to look cool. you got to do all this stuff. The antidote to that is taking a float. So if you want to have a float or expand on your floating journey, visit floatculture.co.nz right now. Okay, team. This week's podcast is with a very special guest, Judy Spate. You know when people say, we need to do more in the community. I never really know what that means. I feel like we're getting the endorphins of saying we should help people, but I don't quite know if people understand what it means to help. So Judy's one of these people who is actually doing something in the community. She runs a company called Accelerating Aotearoa and Accelerating Auckland, and she tries to accelerate people into the future to help them, whether it be with clothing for a job interview, whether it be food so that you can actually run energy if you're going for a job interview or trying to be a productive member of society. Most of this conversation is about us reflecting on the things that if you're doing well, we forget. You know, like waking up this morning and having a, you know, a nutritious breakfast. It's a privilege that we should be bloody happy that we get to enjoy. You know, part of this podcast is trying to work out how do you be the best in the worst situations. And it's so difficult. It's so difficult because most of us watching and listening right now are well nourished. We're well, 
we've got people around us who care and there's some safety in that right but put yourself in another scenario a multiple universe where right now you're starving right now you're at the tipping point now try and make a good decision and it ain't that easy so this conversation is about lots of different things uh, including life and Judy's story about quitting corporate to go community and and I think within it there's a lot of you know what I mean moments because that's the thing when I'm on when I'm interviewing I don't quite know what I mean I'm trying to feel my way through this and 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 hopefully that's where you find value in this podcast with me so yeah let's jump into this week's episode with Judy I want to thank her for making time to podcast with me it was awesome and I look forward to chatting with her again and also I want to thank you for joining me and being on this journey uh, we're getting ready as the year comes to an end to plan towards 2019 and and getting the fortress here on the road and just talking to people I don't know it feels like it's it's kind of that simple all right team like I say every week and truly do mean it thank you all for blowing my mind we live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Uh, are you ready to go? Yep. Okay, nice and relaxed. <laughs> uh, one with yourself. Yeah. Um, Judy, we've tried to make this podcast work a number of times. You're a busy lady, and I like to call myself a busy person, but when I'm sitting next to an actual busy person, <laughs> I can't pretend to say I'm busy. But thank you for making time. Um, today's a rare day where your place is kind of people free normally this place mm. is, has its own soul and vibe. you've seen it here given you've seen it where <laughs> you know and it's really interesting because you're kind of i don't know is that something you learn how to do where you just have to jump in jump out be present like most of the people in society now they just want to do one thing mm. you know for a certain amount of time and i feel like every day must be different for you is it Absolutely, every day it's interesting. But I think just as we were saying before we started recording this, that whole feeling of um, having purpose in life and mm. having meaning in life. And, mm. and I go to bed every night, you know, exhausted, but mm. with a sense of, of achievement. But see, a lot of people just go to bed exhausted, and I think there's no payoff. Mm. But I think this is what gets missed in these big conversations about mental health, right? Mm. It's like... Sorry, it's yeah, not sure. just about having these fundamentals. It's like we're, we're, we want a world where we don't have to carry the heavy rock up a hill. Mm. But it seems like that's the goal, is it to is. carry yeah. something heavier than yourself and maybe fail. And out of that, when you don't fail, you feel happy. But it's just, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Well, you know, if you think about those yeah. high-intensity workouts that you yeah. do at the gym, yeah. if it's not hard, it's not worth doing. Exactly. You know, we came to this work intentionally from... You know, pretty high-powered corporate roles where mm. we did a lot of travel and mm. sounds fabulous, but actually it's not, it's empty. And I think, you know, my husband and I chose to work in community because we hoped it would be much more meaningful when mm. we didn't want to have a life that was empty. Yeah. And, and we love it, you know. Why'd you change when your colleagues didn't, though? What was the thing? 
Is, is there a thing, or am I just? Oh, there it? was a thing. You know, some people probably call it midlife crisis. Um, <laughs> we got married and had a baby, and thought, "How lucky are we?" Mm. But don't give up this opportunity to rejoin the human race. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that make it count. It seems mm. strange, and again, I always harp on about this stuff because I feel like overwhelmingly people are opting to not go for that, you know, which is, for me, it's represented in a picture, and I've been in that picture of being on the Auckland motorway at 8.15 or whatever, and you're already stressed what is out, this? and you're stuck, yes. and you're like, and there's 100 million people around you, and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm part of something, but I don't know what it is. You know, mm. it, it's, it's, it's even more literal than that. We're crawling along on an artificial surface and it's like it freak <laughs> burning fossil fuels oh, and it's just it's not cool so what was your mm. what were you like what's the quite a quick timeline because i've never talked to you about this stuff but obviously today you're running this community organization mm. accelerating aotearoa but where does it start for you like what what did you want to be um where did you work your way up like because you mentioned corporate yeah so um i studied at the university of auckland mm -hmm. i did a um an arts degree in uh, Māori and anthropology, right. uh, including Tereo, which I <laughs> spend every day trying to get back to. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I did a diploma in criminology. I worked with inmates at Parry and Mount Eden, wow. which was amazing. Yeah. That was my dissertation was um, the impact of education on recidivism. Right. Very grounding for me. Um, I loved the work. Yeah. It was pretty terrifying, but um, I had good people at you know, from the inside and the outside that were protecting me. And mm. so I was really lucky. Wow. Um, so I came out of that feeling all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and thought, <laughs> I'll be a social worker. Yeah. No, I've got Tereo, mm. I've got like a, an amazing worldview um, based on my tertiary years, but also, you know, mum and dad were in the community, um, right. particularly after their retirement, but mum was a guidance counsellor. Right. and. And you know we had the most amazingly diverse group of people that would be living or staying or mm. at our place. Um, so, yeah, Department of Social Welfare, as it was then, said, no, thank you. True. We don't want you. What, and what were they looking for? I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, it was fortunate. My yeah. cousin, who I'd done my criminology diploma with, went on to be a social worker. And oh, I'm not sure it was the best career for her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, Ora Tamariki will probably make a difference in the future. But, right. Um, so, so from there I thought, well, hell. <laughs> so um, I worked for a year with intellectually handicapped people and from there went into a, a cor corporate roles, a range of mm. corporate roles after I decided I wasn't going to be a full-time skier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so started in sales and marketing um, and from there went into... Um, more leadership roles, mm. um, sort of kicked into some governance stuff about the, the, the late and the last century. Mm. That sounds great to young people. <laughs> yeah. <isn't it? laughs> so I was the chairman of the Telecommunications Users Association from, must have been 1995 mm. um, through to 2003 or something. But that was an amazing opportunity to, to learn about the, the levers. How do you move mm. government when we were negotiating, you know, a fully um, a commercial and competitive telecommunications market, mm. which doesn't sound like community, but it is. Yeah. It's about people working effectively together. Mm. And that was where, I guess, um, when I left the corporate world about that time, early 2000, um, I recognised that I'd, I had some fantastic skills. I'd 
gained in my, um, my commercial experience, but that they were really helpful tools for the community. Mm. You know, how do you get people to work together? How do you get organisations yeah. to actually fit and right. connect and yeah. then walk forward together? So it's something like we're all these individual silos doing amazing things, but there's no one connecting us mm. or, or there's no links. So it's yeah. just all of these individual things. Absolutely. You're that link. Well, I, I think, you know, you might call it multi-stakeholder management or something. <laughs> I think, like, my first go at that was hilarious, actually. It was with, um, I had a contract to get all um, the telcos to work um, authentically together. So, you know, we had, because there was all sorts of silly stuff that went on where, you know, telecom would unplug everything that clear as it was now Telstra. Um, Every, all of their installations, they'd come in and you know rip them all out and shove their own stuff in, and these engineers on the ground, and, and you know imagining where you know the, the new telco, telcos might have put their infrastructure, and no one would tell anybody. And of course, at the end of the day, it was you know Kiwis that were missing out because yeah. they were all playing bugger, yeah, or true. worse than that. Yeah, is it still yeah. the same? Do you think? Like, have we made? Projects? I don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yes, I think it's probably still... Well, I think we got some really good go-forwards. We got, you know, chief executives to agree to to play nicely and to direct their teams to play nicely. But I guess in this next iteration, I realise that a director from the chief executive or the chairman doesn't actually hack it often. You have to take hearts and minds with you on the way. Mm, So being told and having to do something if you Mm -hmm. don't actually believe it. And we know this, right? Yeah, we do. If you don't believe it, you're just lying. Yeah, yeah. Trying your best, but you're lying. You're just ticking the boxes on the mm, way through. Too much box ticking. Yeah. Wow. So so you moved into that kind of community space and, and yeah. since 2000? So what, 18 years, something like that you've been yeah, running? 15 years. Well, we founded Accelerating RTRO 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And what was, do you remember day one? Yeah, I do actually. It was a, um, <laughs> well, I kind of started, but there was a phone call one night and it was um, a guy from the tele. Uh, Tertiary Education Commission, TEC, and mm. he said, you'd have rung to tell you that we've decided to grant you your first significant funding, and wow. I just about fell over. I just, <laughs> it was seven figures, and, wow. and we've never seen that sort of money again, but <laughs> yeah. it was, oh my goodness, we can do this. Mm. But, you know, for me, I guess it was, there was a transition from doing things in a corporate way and doing things in a community way, and, mm. and that gave us a buffer to learn how to do that, mm. because I really had no idea, how do you do something with nothing? Yeah. Have you worked that out? Oh, yes, I think so. <laughs> we do a lot with not very much. <laughs> and, and what is it? Is it? Is it about being comfortable knowing that these some things sometimes will work themselves out? Because I think that's what mm. off puts people about, you know, giving or is that it can't be measured sometimes. You know, it might, a win might actually be a loss because of how algorithms work and, you know, mm. charts, but it might be a win in other ways. You know, it's just, it's a mucky old world and... I think that's what excites me about like living in life is that I try and incorporate a bit of that into my mm. life, you know. Like, oh, you do amazingly, you know. Just mm. but it's even things like making sure that today's different from yesterday. I'm I'm here today with you, you know. We're doing stuff after this. I race to pick up kids from school. Like, there's a lot of mm. meaning there, yeah. even though it doesn't seem like you know Instagram worthy or whatever. The, but it, it, in here, mm, in here, mm, you know, mm, it's in mm. the fact that you're a dad that can pick up the kids from school, right? Um, even though you were mad and had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Another baby. I can't. It's quite good to see you on the other side. Though. Thanks, that's why Getting I'm here. Sleep. I'm having holiday right now. <laughs> this is a good, quiet time for me. Yeah. No, no, it's, 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 um, it's been a journey, yeah. but we are getting sleep. And, but even yeah. when I'm not, I do think there's, 
there's another version of me which never got sleep because of work. Mm. So I'd rather get no sleep because of baby. Oh, it's yes. more of a fear. It's helpful for this, you know, because, um, you know, there's hundreds of people listening now who they didn't get sleep last night and they have no families. Mm. And it's like, well, they work through. Well, why are you mm. fighting? What are we mm. fighting for? Yeah. You know, do you ever ask yourself kind of what are we fighting for? You know, it seems that like, what is the goal? Is the goal that every one of our people can, you know, um, go to sleep tonight um, with a full tummy and a, and a warm roof? I mean, what as a New Zealand, as a world, what, what do you think we're chasing? Have we even had this conversation I since the yeah. world wars? Yeah. Um, Maybe the personal reflection first. Um, every day I have that sense of achievement. I, I've, at the end of the day, I feel that we, you know, working with my husband, which is amazing as well, especially since we're on the same page after all this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, you know, we sort of, like this morning, I, I've, we've been at Māngari with the Māngari community. Um, we met five people that neither of us knew. We both sat down with different people, did CVs, did job applications, had an authentic relationship with somebody mm. and to get to the next step in their life. And, you know, somebody who, who in the street wouldn't know me, probably would know me tomorrow because we shared things together. Mm. Um, it's overwhelmingly precious. Mm. Uh, and it certainly um, gives me a sense of purpose and a sense of achievement and you know, I, and, and I look at the things that we've been lucky to to kick off here you know we, we had a building that was gifted to us for a year and then mm. we, before the rent kicked in um, <laughs> but, and it was a crappy old building it was a wonderful building from the beginning okay. <laughs> okay, so wonderful sponsors this thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, but you know little pieces as you said you know how does it happen it happens through a generosity in spirit um, a belief that things will happen. Mm. Um, you know, one day Kiwi Harvest rang up and said, oh, you know, are you interested in some food to support your school holiday? Well, now they come every week with amazing food that feeds 30 families in our community. It, and, the, you know, the, the double gift, I suppose, is that, you know, members of our community have set up and they run that food bank. Mm. And then when they see someone not respecting it, they manage that as well. Yeah. So we had one person who for some reason thought it was um, logical or credible or whatever to swap the food that she'd been given for cigarettes and alcohol. Mm. And the girls said, mm-mm, not doing that. Yeah. We'll give you this little box this time, not extra box for mm. your family because mm. we know that you haven't respected the gift. Mm. So, I mean, that's a, a, a deep engagement with community that, and, and to be able to share the kaupapa with, mm. you know, my fellow community members, it is amazing. Yeah. And, and for them... Um, no names, but you know, I was knocked over when one of those women who stepped up to say, I'll run the food bank for you. Mm. She explained to me last week only, after about eight months, I suppose, of knowing her, that she, had, um, she hadn't been out of her house for seven years before she started coming here. Wow. And so she feels she's got her life back. Yeah. So that was, you know, we're talking about mental health and how does that work, having mm. authentic relationships, trusting, leading, enabling. That's what, you know, our whānau here has mm. begun to do. The same with um, our lovely lady that runs a second-hand clothes shop. Yep. You know, she, she's on a benefit, doesn't really want to go to work, but she's not sit around doing nothing. Mm. She has all the cleaning here. She's running this clothes shop, which is bursting at the seams, mm -hmm. which is so exciting. You know, we're not just feeding the community, now we're clothing the community. Uh, and that's, yeah. I the, mean, 
every now and then I'll hear like a little bit of someone talking about mm. you or seeing some stuff on social media and I'm like, you know, I, I start to wonder, is this the way we lived in smaller tribes, mm. you know? And I get it, we want to have this big society. So I guess the question is, how do we upscale these things and so that we can all benefit? Because it sounds like you help with this, I help with that. We all kind of work in together. And um, it's in that together, we become together, you know? But I think what, you know, certainly my generation of people um, look for guidance from like a government to organize mm. that. And maybe that is the way, but I'm certainly not educated enough in that realm to know. So, you know, what would you say to kind of the 30 to 40 year olds who are looking, maybe they earn all right money, maybe they're reasonably happy and they're looking to kind of do more in the community. Is, is it as simple as just emailing you and saying, hey, I want to come and help? Well, that's a good start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was something, we'll come back to that in a minute, but yeah. just to answer that question, lots of people ask that because it is so amazingly fulfilling. Mm. Um, I would say it's not easy. Yeah. And if new cars and overseas holidays are important to you, don't even give it a thought. True. Um, you may never know whether, you know, where next year's insight, you know, you'll never earn another salary, you'll mm. never... But, you know, all those things are really humbling. So the next thing I say is, don't even think about it till you own a house. True. Yeah, because mm. you need to have your own security before you can share right. the tools with other people. Something like, look, you can't help others if you're not yeah. healthy, something yeah. like that, mentally, physically, Absolutely. whatever. Yeah, hmm, well, the whole... Yeah, 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 the whole, mm. the whole... That's interesting. Yeah, uh, because otherwise you you become a weak link, I suppose. Mm. There's some, or well, not so much a weak link, no, no, but, no, but, you, but you, need, you need to be able to look after yourself first. Yeah. But then when you get to that position in your life, and maybe it's not important to own a house, but mm. if you don't own a house, then you're paying rent, and that's a huge commitment yeah. to make it if you're not mm. earning you know, regular money. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, just anyone out there that's keen, <laughs> give me a call. Well, no, I think, and you're also saying yeah. your intent should be correct, right? Because I imagine there's, you're talking about all the benefits of doing things for people, and you can get some good feelings out of that, but you shouldn't misinterpret that as you're trying to get that for you. Mm. Like, let that be because, I don't know, you... Like I can imagine your glass is half full and you're trying to top it up with these good feelings of helping people, mm. but your glass is half full, you know? Mm. Maybe. Like you're saying, own your home, be secure, have your stuff together, get your yeah. glass full. If you're and family, anything you're extra, yeah. share that extra. Would yeah. that be reasonable? I think that's, I really quite like that actually. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm due a good, a good little <laughs> win. Well done, you're very insightful. <laughs> um, I, yeah. It's hard to explain how incredible it is but but I think as my one of my dear friends says she said you know the transparency that people see in us mm. is really helpful mm. so people see our hearts so you know we're not some do-gooders mm. stamping around on people yeah the other interesting thing you said is about the um yes, I made a little note here thinking about tribalism and thinking about replication mm. because I think it's a really good idea to do some more of this but it's not some huge corporate entity, and right. it's really easy to think, oh, well, you know, we'll just have bloop, 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 bloop. Mm. Well, it's not going to be like that because this is of the community and must be the community. Yes. So we've been really lucky. We've had um, a program working with us around building our capacity um, to do whatever we need to do. Mm. And we've had that for about the last eight months. It's been one of the, the major philanthropics has supported it. Um, and it's given me the clarity I needed 
or us the clarity that we needed to understand how how you would have another we or Tara. Right. Um, and what it looks like is a complete sustainable site. So, you know, we, we need to be able to know that this place can pay its rent um, and run the great stuff it does, you know, the helping people into work and running yeah. the school holiday programs and helping with food and helping with clothes. And, yeah. um, and we need to do that without us. Mm. And so that is what we're focused on for the next period, really, awesome. is making sure that it's fully independent and sustainable. Yep. And so our relationship with We Tara for the future would be you know, popping in and out, maybe. Maybe some overarching support infrastructure, mm. like um, shared service system or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that the community would be fully responsible. And mm. that's why it's so exciting to see the leadership roles being filled by local people, they just walk yeah. into them. Yeah, it's really the, cool, eh? It, it's amazing. Yeah. But the advice I would give to people is you can't, you know, wanting to do that stuff, you, you can't be directive. Mm. And that, that's where, you know, it's almost like a, a level of spirituality that, mm. that there's, it, it happens and, and you recognise it when it's happening. You know, I recognise the self-organisation of the community yeah. as it happened, because, I mean, obviously we can't do it ourselves, but mm. if you're going to grow community capacity, got to happen from the community yeah judy i'm gonna kind of try and work my way through this as i talk in real time um it'll be like a admitting something so before i worked at mit i spent very little time in south auckland mm. right and i feel like a lot of people are like me right they don't admit mm. that but they actively either just drive on through don't stop you know mm. um, and then when i started coming here every day uh, I started to wonder why I had never come to the markets mm. before or, yeah. or done things, you know. And I think maybe the answer is not understanding the area, hearing bad things in the media, transferring that to something like fear or mm -hmm. not understanding. And now I kind of think to myself, all right, so if you're in an area which um, traditionally um, is a lower socioeconomic area, mm. I mean, I don't I try to, I don't know all the correct ways to. They don't earn as much as Remuera, yeah. put it that way. Mm. Um, maybe that would force people to be looking for more ways. Um, for example, if you have kids and you can't feed them, you've got to, your job is to feed legally or illegally as a parent, feed that kid, mm -hmm. find a way. So is I understand. No, but, <laughs> but it is something, some, I don't know what it is. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how do we make people understand that? you're part of South Auckland too, wherever you are, mm. that it is our roles to come to every place, whether it be a rich area or a poor area or, mm. or whatever it is. And, and I guess the follow-up is when you're meeting people who, you know, haven't had an easy run, mm. they've had to deploy kind of, um, you know, sink or swim moments multiple mm. times in their life. Like, where do you go with, you know, offering people trust, because a lot of these things we have through networks at work, mm. right? What mm. school did you go to? Mm. Oh, that says something about how much I can yeah. let you into my house. Yeah. I'm imagining you're getting people who you don't know. Mm. That So are you just uh, opening up with trust? Have you become really good at reading people? There's a lot of things I'm asking mm. here, and I don't quite know what I'm asking. I'm hoping you can feel what I mean. Yeah, I can feel what you mean. So, you know, there's... Been, I mean, I'm like that anyway. It, 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 unless I've been clobbered by someone, I mm. trust them, yeah. which is a bit scary. <laughs> um, and my husband is probably, he's a, um, 
he questions me often on yeah. those things. Yeah. So until you offer that trust to another person, how can you expect them to trust you? Mm. And and I and I'm quite conscious sometimes of the walk that I've taken with different people. And I, some of our ladies that we work with have been driving on without licences for you know, 20, 30 years. Um, so that we made that a focus for a while. So one of the girls didn't have a car to drive. So mm. I said, well, take my car. Mm. It was worth about $2.50 anyway. <laughs> but um, I worked out it was going to cost me like $2,000 or something. She preened it. So I arranged the insurance. I was thinking it would be 50 or 60 bucks. Can I afford that? Um, in the end, it was like, I think, 20 cents mm. to insure it for the day. And so she thought she was... <laughs> I think she enjoyed driving the BMW. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, that was a trust thing. I mean, that's what mm. a friend would do. So, and I guess that was the start probably of another phase of my relationship with her as a, a fellow community member. Yeah. Because he would do that for a friend. Mm. He would. And, um, yeah, I mean... I've lost the question now. No, no, no. There, is, there, is, yeah, there really is no... It's, how, it's how do you know how... Trust. Yeah, so trust... If trust is not given by you, how can you expect someone else to be worthy of that trust or mm. give your trust And the trust reward is the risk. Is it the risk that trust may not work? We can't guarantee anything. No. But we try and pretend we can, right? So the reward is, oh, that worked out. I feel extra good. <laughs> the BMW is back. Extra good. Yeah, yeah. Without a scratch. Yeah. And the other person also had a moment, right? Well, I've been entrusted with the BMW, you know, try to try yeah. to do the best thing. I get it. We had a hilarious time driving around the streets. Which <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. So something so simple. Mm. The simplicity is part of the joy, of course, as well, isn't it? That doesn't actually take a huge amount. But I don't know if people know what that means. Like I'm someone who was well looked after. Mm. Um, look at me. I mean, I'm overfed since day one. So I'm always <laughs> battling that. You if anything, I have eat. too much. Um, but no, the, the, I guess the sentiment is, you know, I don't really know what it means to go without. No. So how can I understand what simple is mm. if I've always had a lot? So this is what this whole thing is. It's trying mm. to work out with lots of people. Like, what are we doing here? What's the middle ground? Where's some areas we all agree I feel like we all know what each other mean, but we get caught up in logistics and the law. Mm. Like, if it's about someone getting to work and they have to drive without a license, I'm like, do that. Yeah. Do it. And as a society, we'll take the risk. Yeah. Because I think it's worth it. You're not just going to work. You are doing something like, there's many more things happening. You're showing your children I'm getting up and doing something. Mm. Whether it's a hundred years ago and we were hunting, I'm off to hunt. Mm. You know, I'm off to do whatever. Um, I think we just get caught up in all these invented things, which cracks me up. There's Absolutely. so many invented things. Yeah. And and then when you think about the things that aren't invented, that's the things we're not acknowledging, like love. Like what the hell is that? Yeah. I don't, it's Trust. what you and your husband yeah. have, right? Just not every day. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't make me cut that bit out. I love those are the best bits because that's the bits everyone listening is like, yes, I get it. Because everyone's saying you need to be happy every day and do yoga together and all these things. No, 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 like, we don't do that. We we actually have days when we deliberately stay away from each other because when you're with somebody twenty four seven, even if you have committed your lives to each mm. other. That's amazing. Um, Judy, I have one last question that mm. I ask every guest and, and I hope we get to do these podcasts more often mm. because 
Um, actually, every person I speak to, I say, you should have your own podcast. You talking long form with your community. I think that's the way. I think that's mm. where it's at, right? It's not television where we no. write our scripts. It's like these chats where we, we go we in all. hoping mm. and we're trying to behave ourselves as best we can. We get to the end all together and we're like, yes, that was worth it. But my, my last question is, what's one moment in your life that blew your mind so something where you couldn't wake up the next day and see the world the same way do you have like a moment that just changed your perspective forever I guess that was the conversation that Tony and I had about let's not waste this Hmm. you'll have me crying next Um, because you know I used to wear thousand dollar suits one suit cost me four and a half thousand dollars I thought that was (laughs) that was a good thing to do Mm. Um, and I've still got it Um, (laughs) but you know Versace that's about the made-up stuff yeah so Mm. after we decided that we were going to do this thing and then Tony resigned oh no (laughs) so he could come and do it with me there was no going back there is no going back for us so it means a whole lot of stuff about you don't have to fake it in the community. Well, you can't fake it, but, you know, at work you do. Mm. The corporate world is made up stuff, like you said. And, mm. yeah, I, you know, we're entirely different people because we got that opportunity. Yeah. Judy Spate, thank you for sharing your story. I highly encourage all of our listeners to um, jump on your Facebook page, Accelerating yeah. Aotearoa. And Accelerating Auckland. And Accelerating Auckland and just follow the journey mm. and, you know, like Judy says, it's something like give what you can, mm. fill your glass up, and yeah. then if there's extra help yeah. in some way, just yeah. start that journey. Because I think it, it, you know, A, we do need, everyone needs help in some format, um, and two, we, we're all different. So some can offer it, some can take it, etc. Um, thank you for giving us some of your time. Sorry for making you cry. You made me cry too. <laughs> oh, now I'm not looking. It's tough to everyone. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely people. Awesome.